Y2, green right off, nasty. Hound 2, Y booty, X facing back right on. 580! Green 87! GLIAC Football Weekly starts right now. Now here's your host, Jake Reitma. All right, here we go. It's GLIAC Football Weekly. So glad to have you along. I am your host, Jake Reitma. And this, this, my friends, is GLIAC Football Weekly. And I know you know what comes next, but I'm going to say it anyways. That's fine. This is GLIAC Football Weekly, the only show dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC. It's GLIAC Football Weekly, and what a show we have lined up for you this week, and every week for that matter, but so glad to have everybody tuning in. This show does not happen without you and my fellow GLIAC compadres. We've got a great show, and let me also, it's our final show of October, so I would be remiss not to to be the first, let me be the first, to wish you all a happy Halloween, one of my favorite holidays, and a fun trivia question, not even, don't call it a trivia question, Jake, fun fact, uh, at one time, I was a Northwood football player for Halloween as a kid, very cool, right, um, but uh, it's, it's spooky season, no, no, Halloween is great, and on Saturday, it'll be one day before Halloween, I know a lot a lot of uh, a lot of the home teams are using that as a promotional material for their for their home games here on um, the final weekend of October. We'll get into all that a little bit later as we look ahead to the the picks for this week in week number nine. Um, and, but first, of course, we've got to recap the action of what transpired on the gridiron one uh, a little less than a week ago, I should say, depending upon when you're listening to this. But um, it was another full slate, and I think things continue to. Uh, play out as expected and um oh i should mention also before we get into all this our featured guest this week none other than the head coach of the wayne state warriors paul winter the longest tenured coach in the gliac great interview with him coming up so if you want to fast forward to that that's always an option the beauty of on demand audio but real quick from last week the results from saturday october 23rd Ferris State remains on top of the GLIAC. You know, Michigan Tech had just the way the schedule had played out. Their first matchup against Grand Valley was a non-league game, which I should have said um, in the previous episode, the previous column. I had a couple of questions on that. How was Michigan Tech undefeated in the GLIAC for this matchup against Ferris because they had already lost to Grand Valley? But that was the first of two games against the Lakers this year for the Huskies. So the first one being counted as a non-league game. So that's how they were undefeated in the GLIAC coming into this game but undefeated no more as Ferris State hands them a 38 to 10 loss at Curley Stadium once again Jared Bernhardt your offensive GLIAC player of the week and I said this in the column so I'll just go ahead and cross it off and and, 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 um, knock it out here all the GLIAC players of the week winners it was not their first time winning it was not their second at minimum it was their third time so defensively it was Abe Swanson out of Grand Valley, who had a career high 17 tackles. It marked his third time being GLIAC Player of the Week. And on the special team side of things, it was Connor Luxick from Saginaw Valley State. And it was his fourth time winning GLIAC Player of the Weeks. And for Bernhardt, who I just mentioned, his fourth time earning the honors as well. So <laughs> give it up for those guys just having incredible individual seasons. I mean, I, I think I was always going for... Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, scout team player of the week, and the, these guys, uh, these guys are earning not only team players of the week, but uh, conference players of the week, week in and week out. I mean, four GLIAC players of the week for Jared Bernhardt, 
uh, three for Abe Swanson and four for Connor Lutznik. So congratulations to those guys. But let's get back to the final scores. Grand Valley State tops Northern Michigan 28-24. That's right, much closer. And I hate to always do the, oh, I said this in the column too, but just in case you don't read the column as well, I said this game was so much closer than we anticipated uh, the final score-wise. But, but, let me be the first, and I know everybody's in agreement with me here, there are no such things as moral victories. So while Northern Michigan played um, played the Lakers tough, and, you know, the fine, they did score late um, when they, they were down 28-17 to 17 in the fourth, scored late to make it 28-24, attempted the onside, did not recover it, and Grand Valley was able to run the clock out. But that said, that said, perhaps Northern Michigan can use that as a little bit of confidence um, as a booster going into their next game against Ferris State. Um, a wild one in Midland, Michigan, Northwood and Davenport. And again, I said this in the column, but this this game had me, I, I don't even, it had me on the edge of my seat. And, and, and I've watched the final play, um, you know, 50 times. And it's amazing that uh, in, in 2021, I can, you know, go back and watch an archive broadcast at my convenience because Northwood provides that for free. It's it's a, a wild concept, you know. Northwood puts out a free webcast for anybody that wants to watch. And, you know, I just, I, I wish, and I've tweeted about it, and I'm, I'm not going to go off on the tangent. You already are, Jake. But... It's, it's just bizarre to me that we all can't be on the same page. Either we're charging for webcasts and, or, or we're not. I mean, so I'm not, I'm not going to go down the long list. The schools that charge, that's their choice. It's it just, I don't agree with that personally. And, oh, Jake, you're not in the administration. You're not in the front office. You don't know why things are done. I know, I know. I'm well aware of that. And I, I hope you can tell. I, I, I like to have a lot of fun here, but I'm taking my, my sassy pill this morning or whatever it may be. But it just, it's people want to watch your games, don't charge them for it. You know, and that's my opinion. That's one person's opinion. Or if you want to do the charge thing, then let's all get on the same page. Everybody should charge then, um, which I, I don't agree with personally, but I just don't like how some teams in the conference um, choose to charge you for their webcast and then other teams are, are, and again, let me, <laughs> I got my Northwood Blue on here, so I might as well just Continue with it. Northwood provides an HD broadcast for free, and then you can go back and watch it at your convenience. It just seems like if if Northwood can do it, everybody can do it. I mean, I, I don't know. But anyways, all right. Enough about that. So the final play, actually, I, I buried the lead here. So Northwood down 21 to 14, puts together an, a drive that gets all the, a long catch that gets all the way down to the one yard line. They run up there, spike it. Final play of the game with a few seconds on the clock and I, I put it in the column exactly. It's at the two hour, 40 minute mark of the webcast. If you want to go back and watch it for yourself, the, the, the game went down to one final play and Northwood tried to run it in and they were stopped short of the goal line. Very close by the way. And if you watch it, you see the Northwood bench, um, everybody's hands go up. They think that they've won the game or not won the game. They've tied the game, um, with the touchdown, but, uh, referees marked him short. And that is that, uh, talked to a couple of people at the game in, in, in real time. Um, it just depended on your angle and probably who you were cheering for if you thought the ball broke the plane. But it is what it is. No review, no replay review in D2. And even if there was, depending on how many cam reviews, I don't think you're going to get anything that's uh, inconclusive, as they love to say on every broadcast, anytime there's a, a review. So Davenport gets the win. They're now 3-5, and five, north of falling to 1-6, 21-14, the final in that one. 
Wayne State fell on the road to Saginaw Valley State. The Cardinals now have won three games in a row, 41-25 the final in this one. Wayne State jumped out to the 10-0 lead, but Saginaw found their groove offensively and kind of cruised to, I, I never want to say the easy victory because no victories are easy, but uh, SVSU had this one um, in control in the second half. So there are your finals for week Number eight, Ferris State over Michigan Tech, 38-10. to 10. The Bulldogs, number one team in the country. Number one team in Super Region 3 as well, which we'll get to after the interview. I'd love to dive into the uh, Super Region rankings as well. Grand Valley State, 28-24 winners over Northern Michigan. Davenport tops Northwood at, uh, at Northwood. 21-14 was the final in that one. Again, the goal line stand for the Panthers. The difference. And the Cardinals of Saginaw Valley State over Wayne State for the second time this year, 41-25. So they, uh, quote-unquote, sweep the season series. But I don't like to use that uh, verbiage, if you will, just because it's not really a, not really a football thing, you know? Um, baseball, sure. Basketball, you're going to play teams multiple times. But uh, anyways, we're not diving into all that right now. What we are diving into is our featured interview, the head coach of the Wayne State Warriors, Paul Winters. That's coming up right now on Gleek Football Week. All right, as promised, we now welcome on the head coach of the Wayne State Warriors, Paul Winters, longest tenured coach in the GLIAC. And coach, we, we battled through some technology issues there. I'm going to go ahead and be accountable for that. I got my hand up. That was on me. You know, here you are ready to go. And, and I got the wrong link going out. So that's a, a five yard penalty on me to begin this interview here. But thanks so much for being on. Oh, it's no problem. I think it's a little bit more of um, both of us are kind of on different pages and, um, we got it figured out. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, the lights are on now. So, and we're live on GLIAC football weekly. So no better time now than to figure it out. But coach, as I was thinking where I wanted to, to begin this interview, um, I don't know if, if you, you probably don't remember it as well as I do, but when we first launched GLIAC football weekly, all the way back in 2019, a little trivia question for the people. The very first guest on Gleak Football Weekly was who? <laughs> I think it was me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, we got it. We got a coach winner sandwich here because you set the bar there you high. Go. And now here in 2021, a few things have happened since we last spoke. But um, I'll start there. It's it's obviously been uh, a tough season for the Warriors on the wins and losses front, um, and and really kind of a, a bizarre season if you will because you go all the way back to week one and you guys are a couple of yards away from knocking off of a, a top 10 team in slippery rock and and i know it's it's tough to look in the rear view mirror and whatnot but to the best of your ability um your assessment of of the season thus far and just how you can uh how you can try to right the ship here as we close out the the regular season in 2021 well it's been a, obviously a tough season for us um like you say we're seems like almost every game we're one yard short of being, you know, on top. And obviously that first game, uh, we had two or three shots from the one yard line to finish that game and, and win it uh, without giving them the ball back. But we've had a couple of games where we weren't able to hold on and didn't get a chance to get the ball back. So it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's been a, a really tough season for our guys. I think that, They've persevered through a lot of adversity. Um, we've had some COVID issues, you know, obviously like everybody else in the country. Um, but, but I think that 
that they sh they've shown great character. And um, I'm really proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that even though we've, we've come up short consistently, we've put ourselves in position to win those games. And I think, you know, the difference between the 2019 team and this team is the 2019 was able to finish those games. We, we haven't been able to finish. Yeah, and that 2019 team was uh, really, um, in fact, going back to 2019, I was worried because you guys got off to a little bit of a slow start. I was worried you were going to blame me cause, uh, for, for you know, having a, a, a hand in that. And then be, you, before you knew it, you guys were uh, nine and three and, and in the top 25 to, to close out the season. So, Coach, as you as the season kind of progresses here and um, and, and, you know, things kind of change in terms of expectations and goals. You obviously have uh, your your goals going into a season. But how do you how do you change those goals to kind of fit to um, being able to, to fit those team, the, the goals for the team for this year as you close out the regular season? Well, you 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 forget about the, the season goals and you you really go weekly, um, you know we're always just trying to win the week at this point, um, win the week, uh, be better than we were in the previous week. Uh, just, you know, we're very young in a lot of positions, so we want to continue to grow and not make the same mistakes that we made in the previous games. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's more individual, it's more position specific, it's more just trying to, you know, kind of regroup. Yeah. And uh, looking ahead to this weekend, you guys welcome in uh, a Northwood team that's also struggling a little bit in terms of wins and losses. And, uh, and I, I did my homework before this matchup coach. And I don't know if, uh, if you're aware or, or if this even, I know coaches don't think about stuff like this, but this being potentially the last Gleak matchup between these two teams for a while, but the all-time series is deadlocked at 20 so whoever wins this it's like a game 41 rubber match does that uh had, did you know that and and i know it doesn't, factor, it doesn't factor into it but that's kind of fun right a, a toss-up to have the the season series uh, or the all-time series in, in game 41 between these two teams you actually gave me something to talk to the team about today so i appreciate that um but uh i did not know that and you know um we're actually trying to get Northwood to schedule us um, because they're not, in the, they're not going to be in the league anymore. And obviously we don't have enough teams to schedule. So the game that we had scheduled next year, we're like, let's play. <laughs> we need somebody to play, you know? Um, so uh, we're still, we, we don't want it to end. No doubt. No doubt. And I think uh, uh, in, in my case, obviously being an alum of Northwood and that school meaning so much to me and uh, the history there, it's a, it's a bummer to see the, the Timberwolves leave the GLIAC, but certainly the, the dynamics changing a little bit um, in terms of conference affiliation and whatnot. And, and from your from your perspective, what do you think um, the, the future plans should be for for the GLIAC in terms of kind of coping with uh, the departure of the, a lot of the private schools and Northwood being the latest? You know what? It's kind of like um, one of those things where you've been run over by a Mack truck and you don't have an answer. Um, this is it's in a lot of ways is devastating to the league. Um, we need to. We need to just do a great job of recruiting. Um, 
try to build this thing up. We've, we've, we're going to have to combine with someone. Um, you know, we were, we were a 15 team league at one point and probably in a lot of cases considered one of the most powerful leagues in the country. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, that it, that's been taken down. So you want to try to build it back up to where, where, where it was. And obviously, you know, maybe you, you go to the GLVC, you go to the GMAC, you go um, to the Minnesota Nor Northern Sun and you, you say, well, we're willing to travel. We'll do what we have to do. We want to make this conference great again. Absolutely. And I think Wayne State has just this, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong in saying this, but they have such a... Uh, um, it's such a prominent location in the heart of Detroit and, and really a lot of, a lot of power in the sense that this is a, a such a well-established institution in a prominent city like that. And there's a lot of appealing, appealing factors to Wayne state. Do you think, um, I mean, obviously it's the head coach, you've got other, other fish to fry, if you will, but is that uh, part of the equation for, for you guys, just in terms of being, a uh, being one of the institutions that's kind of the, the front porch of the GLIAC. Sure. Um, Detroit's such an important part of the GLIAC, and it's such an important part of America, know. you know? Yeah, and, and so to, to have an alliance with the city, um, the league having an alliance with the city, I think that maybe um, we need to maybe work harder to promote that and promote, you know, the, the state of Michigan. Along those same lines, I know it's been more um, affiliated with the basketball team, um, but some of the, I just watched the recently the, uh, the facility dedication there, you're going to be uh, the home to the Pistons G League team and the Motor City Cruise. And I know it's not directly uh, related to football, but that's got to be an exciting time for the university to, to see those renovations come through. And uh, is there, I guess, from your perspective, how does that impact football and impact recruiting? And for those that don't know, maybe just a little bit more about uh, some of the developments that are going on at Wayne State. Well, the, um, the basketball arena opens up the day after our our. our Grand Valley game next week. So that's going to be a big deal because our, our basketball team is opening up against the University of Michigan. And that is going to be impressive. So it's sold out, you know. Um, they're, they're selling tickets on StubHub for $400, $500. You know? Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Are, are you um, buying tickets for, for the students? Did I hear um, that correctly? <laughs> uh, no, I am not. Uh, uh, the students get in free, I think, anyway. So that's okay, not a good. big deal. Anyway, okay. um, the the prominence of having the an alliance with the Pistons, I think that helps us in a lot of ways. We also have an alliance with um, the Henry Ford Hospitals, which our doctors are also the Pistons doctors. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of connections there. Um, from a football perspective, you know, we're not necessarily going to, um, I don't know, practice in the basketball arena, but maybe when we, when we have recruits in and, and we have a basketball game, we can get them down there and, and kind of see that place. And as you walk through our, our athletic campus and you see the basketball arena and how beautiful that is and 
you get into our weight room, which is 11,000 square feet. And um, the tops, you know, pretty much anywhere at Division II. Um, our monster, our green monster on our baseball field. Yeah, you know, Har Harwell Field, right? Yes, indoor tennis facility. It's, it's, you see that athletics is important. And you see that, that there's a, you know, people are paying attention to it. And I think that's a big part. I think people want to see that when they, when they're recruited to play football or any sport. Um, but the other thing, and the thing that never changes is the, the Wayne state degree. So um, the recruiting part's okay. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Now coach, there is one part of the facility tour that you left out, and it is my absolute favorite part of what, no, of what Wayne don't State has it. to offer. And no, that's the, the life-size no. bobblehead when you enter Tom Adams Field. Can, first and foremost, how do I get a replica of that? You know what? Uh, <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. every time I see it, I just cringe. It's, <laughs> it's not something that I'm proud of. Uh, it's fun though. I mean, yeah. you know, um, people are you having got, fun yeah, with I, it. I think, yeah, you gotta, I mean, I am in all seriousness, a sports um, memorabilia collector, I collect bobbleheads, all that good stuff. Um, but the, the life-size one really, it really brings, uh, brings a different tone. <laughs> My daughters want to put it out on their front porch. <laughs> no no I, I i had to figure out a way to work that in there but uh, I, I i since you said it makes you cringe i'll stop there that's the last no one. i appreciate that absolutely um i will uh, as we kind of wrap it up here i also um i've got some some sources when i was uh thinking about this interview you know some and i i won't reveal my sources but you can probably guess who you know i i didn't want to stump coach winners but i wanted to you know give some some toss-ups that or some questions that he might not necessarily expect and his uh, name's not zach is it <laughs> it might be it might be but that's the only way i can okay. get him to talk to me you know or or with his, um say i want to come see the, his, his two beautiful girls my nieces but um I asked him, you know, what could I, what could I uh, kind of catch coach winners off guard and with, and I got some good, some good, some good Intel and I'll start with a little <laughs> NFL action. And okay. um, I learned that you're a big Packers fan. And that said the Packers off to a great start this season. Are they your, your prediction to win the Super Bowl? And some Barty trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's coming home to its rightful owner, huh? <laughs> I don't know. They they've got some issues. They'll be all right though. All right, my next one that might not uh that might be off the beaten path a little bit. Um learned that you're a big Pearl Jam fan and you know it. You like to rock out. And I looked up their concert uh their concert tours of where they're going to be. They're not coming in, they're co not coming uh, to the US for a while and and certainly not anywhere close to here. So the last uh, Pearl Jam concert you were at um, I want to say it was uh, November 14 or 13, um, right at Joe Louis Arena. Right on, right on. And for the for the people listening, what is uh, what's the biggest difference between Coach Winters and Pearl Jam concert attending Paul Winters? Um, they both scream a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds better at the Pearl Jam concert. 
Oh, there you go. I love it. I love it. Well, coach, this has been a lot of fun. I certainly appreciate the time and um, best of luck against the Timberwolves and uh, you know, my alma mater. So, you know, where my, my, I know, I know. my, my rooting interest, but uh, this has been a lot of fun. I certainly appreciate your time here on Gulliac football weekly. I always enjoy it. All right. My sincere thanks to Paul Winters, one of the one of the best, just an absolute class act, uh, and for his time on Gleak Football Weekly. Every coach has now been been featured on Gleak Football Weekly. So uh, that said, a big thanks to Paul Winters and Jeff Weiss and everybody over at Wayne State. Always enjoy um, interacting with those guys. Great people there um, in Warrior Country. But time now to look ahead to the slate coming up this weekend. The full slate I mentioned earlier in the open. It's how. Halloween weekend, spooky season, all that good stuff. Um, and so that's where I want to start. Northern Michigan traveling to Ferris State for a one o'clock kick. They're calling this Tear at Taggart. And I made the cheesy joke in the column that, oh, I think every game is a tear at Taggart for the opposition. I mean, Ferris State's won 35 consecutive Gleak game, or regular season games, I should say. And um, wow, they uh, <laughs> I'm running out of ways of saying they've been impressive. Jared Bernhardt leading the offense, but Malik Mitchell right there, and, and Evan Cummings, and, and Rivera. Everybody can play quarterback for Ferris State in Tony Anise's system. But the, the Bulldogs, Again, they, they've they just continued to cruise. I think that'll be more of the same at home against uh, an opponent that doesn't necessarily measure up on paper in terms of uh, athleticism, skill, whatever, physicality, all that good stuff that uh, goes into the, the components of a game plan. So I got Ferris State winning big over Northern Michigan. And who I, who do I think is going to win the costume contest um, at, at Tear at Ta- Taggart? That's one thing I'm more more concerned about. So I know uh, the Ferris State uh, Bull, Bulldog group will will have plenty of pictures to post uh, of. And I better see some good costumes. Um, I know Kevin and uh, I swear, and this is not uh, not a knock. It's actually a compliment. But I I, I think Ferris State ha- has ten team photographers. There's always photos if you want to find Ferris State uh, football photos. So I want to see some photos of the costume contest at Terrat Taggart. But Ferris State over Northern Michigan noon kickoff in Grand Rapids between Saginaw Valley and Davenport. Cardinals have won three in a row. Davenport coming off the win against Northwood in. An interesting uh, side note, not even a side note, uh, it's just kind of a note. So Davenport last Saturday against Northwood um, had a quarterback making his first career start in, that was um, Isaac Van Dyke. Sorry, sorry about that. Isaac Van Dyke is a baseball player from Davenport and now on the football team um, and and made his first start at quarterback and provided a little bit of a spark for Sparky McEwen's Panthers. So neat to see that. And uh, I believe he'll he'll get the nod for, for the game against SVSU. We'll see. Um, either way, Davenport has struggled offensively, but 21 points against Northwood. So perhaps something to, to rally on there um, against the Cardinals. I still like SVSU in this game. They're just more equipped in all three phases. Um, I think Ryan Brady has got his team believing and they've got him rolling and despite going on the road, um, I'm going to take the Cardinals to get the win in that game um, against Davenport. All right, moving along. Other games going on in and around the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. 
So we've got Michigan Tech now traveling to Grand Valley. This is the one that counts as a league game. It's the first time they met in Houghton. It was not. Grand Valley won that game easily, uh, thanks largely in part to the rushing attack. Um, i got to check the exact notes, but uh, they had uh, over 300 yards rushing in that game. And, and now they're at home, and it's... Uh, it, at at Lover's Stadium, three o'clock kick. It's something that Grand. Or I mean, if you've been to a Grand Valley football game, you know the atmosphere is, is a lot of fun there. And 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 you know what? It's it's something that Grand Valley's built. So you got to give them credit. The jumbotron, all, all that. And as much as it pains any of us. So yes, um, in the first game against Michigan Tech. The Lakers had 320 yards on the ground on just 40 carries, so eight yards a pop for the Lakers in that first one. And that that rushing attack is just so hard to stop because I've said it time and time again. You've got three legitimate number one running backs in Kane Vesey, Tariq Reed, and um, why am I blanking on the last one, Tariq Reed. Arian Kane Vesse and Bryce Young Walls. Sorry about that. Live, live podcasting, folks. Live, live podcasting. So yes, you can listen to it on demand. I have to make sure that everything is in line, and my silly brain tries to remember everything. And sometimes it's not successful. So that said, my apologies. But here we are. We're moving along. Grand Valley State. I've got beating Michigan Tech at the at the home game for the Lakers. So. Lastly, we've got Northwood at Wayne State. Night game, Motor City, Tom Adams Field. Wonderful place to watch a football game and wonderful GLIAC venue. We talked to Paul Winters about the, the matchup earlier on GLIAC Football Weekly. And, you know, it's it's I hate to do the history lesson thing, but this is kind of fun because it's... Pro, it's, I don't know if it's the final. You know, it, it's hard to predict who Northwood is going to play on the non-conference slate, but this is... For all intents and purposes, the last GLIAC matchup between Wayne State and Northwood. And the all-time series that goes back all the way to 1975 is 20-20. So that's kind of wild, right? Maybe maybe I'm, a, I'm just a sucker for a uh, game, game 41 rubber match, but I think that's kind of interesting. So whoever wins this game will own the all-time series 21 to 20. So that, again, the history nerd in me, especially the Gleak nerd in me, is kind of uh, paying way too much attention to that. I don't think anybody else really cares. It's Northwood versus Wayne State. The Warriors have won three of the last four. But before that, the teams had alternated wins, I think dating back to 14. But uh, point being, this has been relatively an even series with both teams having a couple of runs here and there. Wayne State's on a run right now. Northwood won, I believe, every contest from 97 to 2007. But I'll stop nerding out and actually look at this uh, this week's matchup, which is 1-6 Northwood against 1-7 Wayne State. Wayne State does have a GLIAC win. I believe Northwood's win against Northern Michigan was a non-conference tilt. I got to double check on that. So that said, one in six versus one in seven. You throw out the record books, anything can happen. And I got to take Northwood, picking with my heart this time, and uh, see if the Timberwolves can get a road win. They were um, less than a yard away from beating Davenport, and I think it's going to be one of those types of games against Wayne State, physical and down to the wire. Maybe whoever has the, you know, maybe not in again in the Northwood versus Davenport game, it wasn't 
who had the ball last, but it was the type of game that comes down to the final play. I expect more of that in this one. So I've got the Timberwolves. I've got Grand Valley over Michigan Tech, Ferris over Northern Michigan, and Saginaw Valley defeating Davenport. And maybe, just maybe, this is the first week of perfect picks on Gleak Football Weekly. I, I Again, 3-1 and one for... How many last week I was three and one for I don't know how many times in a row, but I believe that brings the record to I gotta double check 25 and 25 and 13. That's exactly what it does. 25 because I was 23 and 12 last week, so that'd be 26. No, 22, 23 and 12. So now I am 26. And 13. Thank you, Jake. There we go. That was hard. Sorry, all everybody. Again, live podcasting. Here we go. 26 to 26 wins compared to 13 losses. But after this week, I feel like it's going to be 30 and 13. That just has a good ring to it if I go 4-0 this week. So fingers crossed. Here we go. But lastly, before we close out this episode of Gleak Football Weekly, I did want to give you a quick Super Region 3 rundown for the first regional rankings. I tweeted about it. I don't anticipate the top portion of these rankings changing much, especially as we uh, close out the regular season all top three teams in Super Region 3 have a very um, winnable schedule for the remainder of their games. But um, And if you miss the whole how everything happens, I'm not going to repeat it episode to episode, but go back into the archives on Gleek Football Weekly all the way back one week. So that would have been episode the episode with um, Ryan Brady as our featured guest. And just dive into the end of that episode where I nerd out on the selection committee, the criteria, why regional rankings are more important than the national rankings and the the difference and everything. And so I'll give you the SparkNotes version of that. The national rankings, um, there's a couple of different polls. There's the coaches poll and then the d2football.com poll. Both of those are all quote unquote opinions and the eye test and who looks the best, that sort of thing. Whereas the super region rankings or the NCAA regional rankings are what determine the playoffs and are done in a more um, mathematical way with strength of schedule factoring in, um, opponents wins, opponent strength of schedule, um, in-region wins, all that good stuff factors into it. So with that said, Super Region 3 rankings. That's the region that the GLIAC falls under. We've got Ferris State, number one, at 7-0. Harding, number two, at 7-1. and one. Grand Valley, number three. Lindenwood, number four. 6-1 and one overall. Northwest Missouri, number 5, 6-1. Henderson State, 7-1. and one. I believe they're number 9 in the country. i got to double-check that. And Ochuda Baptist, 7-1. and one. Washburn, um, number 9 at 6-2. and two. So Ochuda Baptist and Washburn would be the two teams that did would be on the outside looking in if the playoffs started today. So the reason I don't, I don't see the top three changing, Ferris State, I believe, will win out. Grand Valley, I believe, will win out. That's one and three. Now, Harding also, I believe, will win out seven and one. And I looked at their remaining schedule. They've got games against a one and seven opponent. And I believe an Owen something, Owen six opponent and or two and six opponent 
and a one another 0-7 opponent. So whatever it is, it's like three their the remaining schedule combined record is like three and twenty or something. So I really believe Harding, the bison are gonna win out to secure that number two spot. But that's all speculation. What's not speculation is this is gonna be a great week of Gleak Football Week of Gleak Football here on Gleak Football Weekly. Final weekend of October. Man, this season is flying by. So once again, our final game in October, Saturday, October 30th. We've got Davenport hosting Saginaw Valley State. I like the Cardinals. Ferris hosting Northern Michigan. I like the Bulldogs. Grand Valley is at home against Michigan Tech. Give me the Lakers. And Northwood is on the road against Wayne State. I'm taking the Timberwolves and let's see. Let's see. Maybe this is the perfect week, but thank you all so much for tuning in to Gleak Football Weekly. I so appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Um, with that said, I really appreciate um, everybody listening and tuning in to Gleak Football Weekly. And as always, like, subscribe, download, all that. Share it with your friends. You know, maybe, maybe they'll enjoy it. But uh, always a pleasure to bring you the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the Gleak. So with that said, we'll talk to you next week on Gleak Football Weekly. He's back, he's looking, still looking, he's going for the end zone, he's got a touchdown! Thanks for listening to Gleak Football Weekly, tune in next time.